Welcome everyone to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Cub Cooker and today we're going to be talking about knowledge. We're going to be talking about gnosis, which is knowing versus knowledge. We're going to be talking about the library at Alexandria. This is not an actual photo. This is just a representation uh, from an AI bot that I used. Um, And so I'm going to be taking some questions today and we're going to be looking at what it means when it says all scripture is God breathed and profitable for understanding. Um, And so uh, I get a lot of pushback sometimes when I share scriptures that are not in the modern evangelical Christian Bible. Um, And I want to remind everyone that back in the time of Christ, back in the time when 2 Timothy was written, um, that it was not um, just talking about the canonized Bible that we have on our shelves today. So um, I want to talk about that. I'll try to show a little bit more of this uh, beautiful, beautiful artwork behind me. So I've been using Midjourney AI and uh, paid for a membership to try to enjoy more of this beautiful artwork with you guys. Um, I don't know if you can see this, but it goes on forever, just a beautiful representation of what the library in Alexandria may have looked like. Uh, library of Alexandria, if you don't know, I just did a video on it to kind of uh, enlighten everyone on it. I had not looked a whole lot into it. I've, I've always heard that there was this library in Alexandria and it was lost and it had been burned. Um, so allegedly it was burned um, during a kind of a civil war Um And a lot of knowledge was lost. A lot of knowledge was lost. So, and that's the whole point of today's video is that knowledge can be lost, but knowing is within and knowing knowing is forever. Allegedly, LOL, says Tim. Yes, I say allegedly because history is always written by the winners, right? Um, So it's not always clear. Um, Sometimes... Yes, we get truth out of it, but we only get one side of that truth. So, um, so, you know, we don't know exactly what happened, but, uh, it was during a, uh, quote unquote civil war. Um, and all the information I can find on it is, um, that, you know, it's in Alexandria, Egypt, and that there was allegedly over 400,000 papyrus scrolls stacked up. And I mean, this thing was just full of knowledge Um, and it was also part of a larger research network dedicated to the muses Um, it was dedicated to the muses or the nine goddesses of the arts and there's that number nine again we've talked about that uh, recently on other episodes we talked about the akashic records and a lot of people experience nine entities there Uh, We see nine God figures in a bunch of different cultures. Um, And so, you know, I, as far as my understanding, that that could be the heavenly host. It could be nine embodiments of God. Um, I believe in one God. God is one El Elyon. um, And I believe Christ was his fullness. And I believe that that Christ is still in us, ready to wake up whenever we want uh, does not matter what walk of faith we are or walk of life, uh, that Christ in us will call us when we least expect it. Um, and so nine bald priests of uh, Hathers, um, 
I have not heard of that. So uh, you probably know more about it than I do. Um, and I'm not really here to talk about um, Alexandria Library so much today because I don't know. You know, I'm not a historian, but I am very, very interested in knowledge. I am interested in uh, what may have been lost there. And, you know, here's a close-up of that AI image that I shared uh, with multiple walkways and hallways going up into the sky, up into the ceiling. Um, and I want to remind everyone that we are in the, the age of information. We have more knowledge than history's ever had now. And it's all online. We can look it up at any point. Anytime we have a question, we can look up every iteration, every point of view on that question. But the point that I want to make today is a couple of things. Number one, that all scripture is God-breathed and profitable for teaching and for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness. Now, this is where I get pushed back a lot because I do share scriptures that are not out of the modern canonized Bible uh, or even the King James Bible. I share scriptures that I find from all over the place. So, what I wanted to talk about with that today is that if you actually look at the Greek of what that scripture says, it says all, the whole, every kind of, including all the forms of, so it literally means all. And so when this was said, it meant all scripture, like all scripture that was had at the time. Um, and I don't think it took into account only the scripture that was in that area, but the scripture that they knew was, was abounding, you know, that, that God and the gods had given all of these scriptures. And so every kind of scripture, scripture is a writing, a passage passage of scripture, the scriptures, a document. I think, honestly, the core of what this is saying is that all creative works are inspired by God. And that's, that's what I believe, guys. And when people like to, you know, debate back and forth in a loving way, some people aren't so loving about it, but when they like to debate back and forth that, uh, hey, that's not biblical. That's not biblical. Okay. I never said it was, but it's scripture. It's scripture and it's profitable for learning. It's profitable for reproof, for teaching, for correction and training in righteousness. And so I take this personally and you do not have to believe me. You don't have to take this uh, as the gospel truth, but I want to share this as a jumping off point that could potentially change the rest of your life. Anyone listening to this, this could absolutely be the catalyst that you shift from the reality you are in right now into a brand new reality that God is calling you into. And I'm not talking about the Hebrew God. I'm not talking about the Islam God. I'm not talking about the modern evangelical God. I'm talking about God as one. God as one. The Spirit. The one that Christ said, my Father is in spirit and in truth. And you must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so that's the one that I'm talking about. So let's see. I've got a bunch of comments here. Uh, aliens, absolutely, possibly. Um, I think a aliens, you know, or the gods or the angels have brought a lot of knowledge to humanity. Absolutely. One way to God through Jesus. Absolutely. I fully believe that. I believe Christ is in all of us, ready to raise to new life. 
Um, I think that we, uh, we take that and we make doctrine out of that and we make pathways rather than actually experiencing him, rather than actually being open to that knowing inside of us and that true energy of love and acceptance and openness and oneness that he actually wants to bring through our lives. So, um, all religion movements, uh, all religious movements were peace movements. Um, originally, yeah, I think all of these, you know, uh, faiths originally started as a means to understand self, understand God, understand purpose, uh, live peaceably with our neighbors in harmony. Um, and then immediately, uh, the hands of men, the fingerprints are all over those documents and starting to use them for their own, you know, will and their own good rather than the personal spiritual good that all of these scriptures are meant for and all of these creative works as I'm talking about. So, uh, can you please explain the most important thing you have found in Enoch? The most important thing lately is the one verse where it says, and I'll go ahead and pull it up. Um, yeah, we're, we're doing a study in Enoch like simultaneously, um, as, as I do this study. So, um, it's all one study, guys. Like, if you hit my channel uh, every day, I'm going to be talking about something. Excuse me. Um, I just had a handful of uh, cashews, and I'm a little allergic, so they're kind of giving me a little indigestion here, and I got some uh, tea that I'm trying to calm my stomach. I waited to go live today because I was feeling kind of blah, but um, but I had to go live now before I go play Frisbee this afternoon, so... Uh, so very, very interesting here in Enoch because Enoch is one of those books that really talks about a lot of this knowledge. And, it, you know, Enoch is taken up and he sees uh, what we consider heavenly realms. But what when you actually read are very, very clearly these technological rooms that he's walking through. Um, you know, he's talking about a flashing fire, yet it is cold. Um, he's talking about the walls of crystal that illuminate and change colors. And, um, and so, you know, just think in your head, and we have some of this technology now. Imagine extraterrestrial technology far beyond what we even have now and what that might look like, especially to someone uh, in ancient times who is being taken up into a craft. And I don't say that to take divinity away from these angels um, and from God that took him up, uh, because I believe uh, that the Godhead fountains down to the other extraterrestrial gods who are here to take care of our planet, here to take care of humanity, uh, here to take care of certain peoples and tribes. And we see that in the Bible and other many, many other scriptures. Uh, yet all through scripture, we hear about that one true God. Um, and we've kind of, we've simplified that and boiled it down and made it super easy to understand, uh, where that means that there's only one God and the other ones are false. And it's not that they're false. It's that they're not El Elyon, God most high. They are a little G God. They are here to serve, to protect, to manage humanity. And they did not always do a good job of that. And that's really what Enoch is about. Um, and again, Enoch is not the only book about that. It's, it's all through Genesis as well. Uh, the book Reversing Herman by Dr. Michael Heiser is a fantastic book uh, on this very subject. Um, and something that if you're interested in this kind of thing, uh, I highly recommend reading that book because it really uh, 
will unlock a lot of uh, information in your head it has in mine. Um, so anyway, um, but one of my favorite things in Enoch, let's see. Uh, he says, And go, say to the watchers of heaven, who have sent thee to intercede for them, you should intercede for men and not men for you. And I love that part because right there is the smackdown on the gods. Right there is the smackdown on the angels. Angels is just like, it's a blanket term for a messenger or a servant of God. And so we throw that at everything. And then we think that angels are these big, you know, beings of, you know, winged men and women with uh, light surrounding them. And of course they can manifest in any, any way. But we have to think about, they're the makers on this planet and God is the creator of the universe so the word was in the beginning was with God and was God uh, and through all things through the word all things were created and so that's important because all things were created I'm created with the word who is the word the word is Christ the word is not Jesus the man now it was fully present in him absolutely but as he's raised to new life, he's raised in us. And that word, that logos, the holy sound, the divine computation is always returning back to the Godhead, back to El Elyon, God Most High. And why is that important, guys? Because you have something in you. All of these books, all of these scriptures, everything that was written throughout history. And here's the entire point of this whole video. The gods have been judged. Christ came to end the reign of the gods. No more sacrifices, guys. We don't have to make sacrifices like we did in ancient times. Every ancient culture made sacrifices because there were bloodthirsty gods, extraterrestrial gods that needed the sacrifice. They're supposed to be managing our planet and getting humanity going, and they fell out of line. They ended up breeding with humanity. Uh, according to the book of Enoch. Again, you can look all of this up. I'm not making any of this up. I'm putting the pieces together for you and for me so we can understand who we really are and why when Christ came to ransom us from the gods, from sin and death, and then you have church institutions for thousands of years who have been turning that into, oh, you're sinful. You're a horrible person and you're sinful. Why do we even have sin? Because we have flesh. Flesh is made by the gods from the creator who created all things and all energy and all sources. And those sources were taken and made into this flesh, yet we still have source in us. We still have Christ in us. We still have light in us. Our spirit is in us. That's what manifests and animates the flesh that we have. And if you've ever heard a pastor talk about, you know, that's the sin of the flesh, that's the sin of the flesh and you start to feel really bad about yourself, it's because you're not looking at your light being inside of you. You're not looking at Christ inside of you. Because that's what wants to manifest through your flesh because of the sacrifice Christ made. And it can. It can every single day. It does not mean that we don't have to work for it, though. It is the path to salvation is vigorous and daily and continual. It's not... Uh, this thing that you just say a prayer and you hope everything is okay. It's a continual laying down of your will for the Father's will, for El Elyon, God Most High, 
to look at what the good in the universe is and go and do that thing. And that's why I show up here every day online, guys. It's because I love you guys and I love what God has even allowed me to breathe. And again, all scripture is God-breathed. This is God-breathed that we're doing. Everything lost in the Library of Alexandria, God-breathed. Why is it God-breathed? Because there is nothing new under the sun. Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun. Everything that has been will be. Everything that will be has been. It's a cyclical thing. We're pulling from a field of intelligence. Even these extraterrestrial gods, they just can pull a lot higher from this field of intelligence. They know how to do it a lot better than we do. And our flesh bodies are a lot more antiquated in their design, uh, in their ability to harness these things. We know that we only use like 10% of our brain. I mean, come on, guys. It's all right there in front of us. And so all of this intelligence is not lost. It's still accessible. Christ said, if thine eye be single, the whole body is full of light. And now what did that mean? People uh, always theorize what that means. And I take it to literally mean if you're seen singularly with your single eye, with that third eye. That third eye is not a, a concept that's like this evil thing that people want to make it into and i'm not saying you should sit there and practice all these things with crystals and chakras and all of this stuff but i'm telling you god's giving you spiritual sight you have it you can practice it you can practice spiritual practices through christ he said i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me what is christ christ is love christ is light christ is forgiveness he gave us the Sermon on the Mount. Go through that. Every single one of those is the law of love. And he said, not one letter of the law will pass away. I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And so everything that he is in you fulfills that law. And you're no longer a slave to it. You don't have to make sacrifices. You don't have to follow all of these rules. You just have to follow Christ in you. Not the Christ in the church, not the one on the stained glass window, not the one in the Bible, the one in you. And I say this, guys, and I, and I come here speaking with authority because I love you, and I, I can't beat around the bush with this anymore. This is powerfully in me, and I truly believe that none of this knowledge was lost. Because knowledge begets wisdom, and wisdom is something that we should all look for. And within our modern society, wisdom is not even valued at all. And I want to go and read a couple of things on wisdom because wisdom is so important. Now keep that in your head. 2 Timothy 3.16 All scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. And again, that's all scripture. It's, it's that creative work. Again, I read that a minute ago, a writing, a passage of scripture. The scriptures, a document, or the holy writ. What does God breathe mean? It, it is from theos, a presumed derivative of neo, divinely breathed in. So, when we say divinely breathed, it's almost like it's coming from him through us. But rather, we're breathing it in and becoming it. And that is why knowledge is not lost. And gnosis, or knowing, 
Not to be confused with Gnosticism. Gnosticism is kind of this thing that, you know, there's a, a thousand different sects of it. And you can look at one and it's, it'll say Jesus wasn't really God. And you look at this one and it's, it's just kind of a lump term for all of these heretical doctrines that were kind of extinguished, I believe, with the writings of Paul. But really, true gnosis is realizing we have access to this divine intelligence field at any moment. That's why I can hit live and pick a subject and talk to you guys about it, whatever God put on my heart, and go. I don't have to make notes. I don't have to sit here and do all of this. You can say, oh, that's a gift. I can't do that. I promise you it's something I can teach you to do. I promise you if you stay around on my channel long enough and you keep watching what I'm doing, you're going to learn how to do it yourself because we are all called to this one mission. And that's to enlighten and bring light to humanity just like Christ did. That does not mean being comment warriors and going around with what we know. Gnosis is open to evolution and interpretation. Evolution internally meaning I may know something today, but there's a deeper part of me that knows something about it that I don't realize yet or know yet. And I know that sounds really deep and cryptic, and that's because it is. When you start to know yourself, things start to change. So lots of comments. So an all-powerful God needed TikTok to communicate. As above, so below. TikTok's algorithm is only, only a reflection of heavenly algorithms. God uses technology. Spiritual technology is very real. When you look at uh, all the extraterrestrials and UFO technologies and everything, things we can't even replicate that we've, you know, there's so much proof out there that we found these things and yet we're not flying around, around in, them in our skies yet because we don't even know how to telepathically communicate with this technology. Yet an angel, a heavenly or extraterrestrial being, knows exactly how to use their higher mind to control the technology that they've created and that God, the fountainhead, has poured through the higher levels of creation. We think we're the highest level of creation? Think again. Now, we have the highest level of creation in us, but we don't access it because we're looking into books for truth rather than within. And Christ said, the kingdom of God is within you. And so literally, if I go over here, I've got to go over here. We've got to look this up together real quick. Kingdom. If you type in kingdom to openbible.info, I don't own this website. I just use it. You see a few things. Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And a lot of pastors use that verse as like, you need money, you need this, you need that. Well, yeah, that's all true. But all these things is talking about more than your physical needs. It's talking about all these things. Seek the kingdom. The kingdom is your gate to all truth. And who held the kingdom? Who returned the kingdom back to the Father through us? Christ. It can't be more simple when you actually see it. Yet we have made it so complicated with, I don't even know how many denominations there are now, of just the Christian church. And then you add all the offshoots of that, and then you add all the other faiths and religions. Yet there is one thing that we're all looking for and that we're all saying, and it's that we know God is in us. 
or we wouldn't even be here. So, yes, God needs TikTok, God needs Facebook, God needs YouTube, God needs you and your algorithm and your friend group and your family. Jesus loves y'all. Absolutely, he does. And with knowledge, we grow out of folk tales. Absolutely. Because we can make a lot of stuff up. But when you start to see a lot of different people having the same experiences and ideas, you have to pay attention to it. And normally that's what ends up in these scrolls and scriptures as you have someone that had an experience, other people corroborated it, maybe other people have had those experiences, and you start to see not only Enoch was taken up, you've got Ezekiel, you have uh, the story of the flood with Noah and the Nephilim and the Watchers and the fallen angels. It all, guys, it all backs itself up. Now, is there any concrete proof that you can just go and like, walk outside and look around and go, yeah, this is all. No, I can't tell you that because we are in a matrix and you're going to see the physical world, which is not a representation. It's only a shadow of higher things. And that shadow is used by the principalities of darkness. And I don't say that to be like, oh, the world is an evil place. I just mean what we're in right now is a matrix that's created to blind us in sorts to truth. And to oneness and to love and to being able to see with our third eye. Okay, more more questions here. Um, sorry, homie, but would you, uh, if you had those experiences uh, of you didn't know of a God? I'm not sure what that question means. Can you rephrase that? Uh, but would you, if you had those experiences of you didn't know of a God? I'd Sorry, I still can't make sense of that. Uh, but if you'll drop that comment again, and I'll try to answer it. So, um, let's see. An all-powerful God also used a donkey. Absolutely. And he uses people like you and me all the time because we're his. And so that's, that's all I'm here to say, guys. And I, I literally believe in this concept so much that I wrote a book about it. Uh, it's called God-Given Gifts of Brilliance, and it was divinely poured through me. I fully believe that. Uh, there were nights I would set up writing it, and it would just flow, and then I would read it and go, what is this? I started listening to it at the gym the other day because I've been struggling a lot lately. Uh, because I do these cool videos and stuff, and then I'm like, how am I really helping people? I did a video on Library of Alexandria, and I'm like, how am I really helping people? I do videos on extraterrestrials and the extraterrestrial gods of the Old Testament. Like, how am I really helping people? Because people argue with me, yet some people love what I'm doing, and that's great. And then I realized I had this book that I wrote, and magically, or it was a God thing, um, it got approved on audiobook after two years. And finally, this thing's available on Audible and on Apple Books. And I'm just, I'm mind blown that what a perfect time like god always shows up toby mac just dropped a song uh called help is on the way and if you haven't listened to it i highly recommend it uh but it's about god never shows up too early and never too late like he literally works perfectly in our lives because we're supposed to be in nowness not tomorrowness and not yesterdayness but nowness oneness unity love the current frequency without time and space. That's what we're supposed to be in. And he always shows up in those moments with what we need. Um, 
so anyway, um, and so Sean's comment, I'm not sure what it meant, but I think I know what you meant. I think you mean like, um, if you had those experiences, uh, wouldn't you believe in a God? Like, wouldn't you go, you like, you get abducted by aliens and then you would go, oh my gosh, there's a God. Well, yeah, of course. And that's why a lot of those things got worshiped because, uh, there are divine revelations coming through them. They do speak to people. They do, uh, give messages and warnings, uh, but not all of them are good. And we know that, um, a lot of them can, um, try to manipulate humanity, try to steer it wrong. Uh, so that's why when Christ came and he taught us to connect with the divine matrix, not any other entity, but to go straight to God. He taught us that God is in us. The kingdom is in us. Not something that we're looking for on the clouds. And that's what I want to share real quick. And then I'll take a few more comments here. So in Psalm, it already says, Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and kind in all his works. Well, that doesn't sound like the Old Testament God who is angry and you had to convince and sacrifice. It's because it's not. It's because we confuse this all the time. The God being talked about in Psalms is El, the Most High, the loving God, the God of light and love and purity and creation. In all things divine, sacred geometry, all the cells in your body, all of the galaxies in the universe. That's the God they're talking about. And yet we have pieces of the Old Testament where you see a bloodthirsty extraterrestrial God that at times does things to really help the tribes and at times does things that are highly questionable and at times has to be bargained with. And guys, we don't have to bargain with our most high father because he loves us and he always shows up in the perfect moment if we live in oneness with him. And so I think that's just a beautiful thing. And to me, that is the gospel guys. To me, that is the gospel. Uh, not everyone is going to agree, but keep doing you. Thank you for your research. Tracy, thank you. God bless you. Uh, and, I, and I totally understand that, guys. Not everybody that watches this is going to agree with me, and that's totally cool. In fact, I think that's incredible that we can even do this. And I totally, like, I love you guys so much, and I would not show up here every day if I didn't love you guys. I would not uh, show up with this information if I didn't believe it had value for all of us. And so here's a beautiful book that I made out of AI. Let me get out of the way. I know it flashes in and out, guys. I'm sorry. Somebody complained about that, but that's the best TikTok offers now. If TikTok offers better, maybe if I get a green screen, it'll help. Um, but I try not to flash in and out of it. But um, I thought this was a beautiful book cover. I designed this in Mid Journey AI, um, and I think it's just really cool. Uh, really cool looking and it reminds me that you know all over the planet there's these divine books <clears throat> excuse me and that the word we always we grab a bible let me grab my bible we grab a bible and i want to do this to show you guys because next time you do this i want you to stop and think and there's several people watching right now several of my friends watching that say this over and over and over and over and I want you guys to stop and think about what you're saying. The Word of God. No, this is a book. This is Scripture, which is divinely breathed. But it's also had the fingerprints of men on it. 
Now, what is the Word of God? The Word of God is the logos, the divine computation, the, the vibration, the divine sound, the love, the light, everything that's perfect and beautiful. And we can look at our bodies and we can see the image in them, but we also know they're not perfect. But we know that our spirits are perfect and we know that Christ is perfect and we know that he came to, to unlock that in us and that he is the Word. He is the Word. And so every time you pick this up and say, this is the word, Jesus is the Bible, Bible is Jesus, that doesn't even make sense, guys, because this is scripture, and the word is alive in you and me. So let's, next time you say the word of God, do this, the word of God. I am the word of God. You are the word of God, because Christ is alive in us. And I don't care if you're Christian, agnostic, atheist, I don't care if you're Buddhist, Hindu, Muslim. I'm sure I missed a thousand of them. I don't care what you are, guys. Christ is a universal Christ, not a denominational, not a modern day, not an ancient idea. But he's real and he's alive. And I'm not talking about a little Jesus figurine living right here, the plush pillow Jesus that we all love. I'm talking about the real powerful one, the one that is the very creative force of God that lives in you and that lives in me. So, uh, for your ways are not my ways. Amen. Amen. Very, very good. I want to read you one more here before I sign off. Uh, but uh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I read that. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. I haven't even gotten into the whole Holy Spirit thing. That's a whole other force that can move through us, guys. And the Holy Spirit, the pneuma, the breath, the holy breath, the set-apart breath. You want, you want the Holy Spirit to come upon you? Yes, pray for it, but stop and breathe. Just stop and breathe. It literally changes the way your body feels and it activates all your cells at once. It changes your brain chemistry. It opens up your spirit. It calms your anxieties and it focuses you on truth and nowness and brings you right back to the moment, right back to the word of God in you, right back to Christ in you. And that is the part of you that when you see someone that needs help, you will stop at nothing to go help them. And when people talk about our flesh, and it's like, oh, our flesh says we're too busy to help that person in need. Yeah, because our flesh is always trying to live in the past, present, and future. But our spirit lives in now. And when we call it back, and we stop and breathe, and the Holy Spirit comes upon us, and we find Christ within Boom! That changes everything, guys. One more verse about the kingdom here. So, um, Let's see. For the kingdom of God does not consist in talk, but in power. It does not consist in talk, but in power. It's not in words, but in power. Your kingdom is an everlasting one. Your dominion endures through all generations. There's so many good ones here, guys. I could, uh, 
Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom if you're the right denomination. No, it doesn't say that, guys. Look at your Bible. Look at Scripture. One of my pastors says that all the time. He's like, I'll lie to you. Look at your Bible. And I believe that. Because this is breathed by God. But by the way, also Enoch is breathed by God. By the way, also other scriptures are breathed by God. By the way, also Gospel of Thomas is breathed by God. Take time. Yep, Abel, there you go. We got the groan that's telling me my time is up here. Abel likes to tell me when it's time for me to uh, start wrapping it up. So if you guys have any questions, ask me, um, and I'd be happy to answer them uh, the best I can. I may not have, you know, all the answers. I certainly don't have all the answers, but I do my best to, um, to try to answer, uh, all the questions that I can. So God given gifts of brilliance is my new book. And I'll see if I can find the audiobook version of that. Uh, there it is. Yeah, you can get it on Apple. You can get it on any audiobook supplier and especially over on Audible. Uh, you can grab a free trial of Audible. Download my book as the, as the first one on your free trial, and I get credit for that. So um, bless you guys for doing that. But God-Given Gifts of Brilliance is a field guide for walking your path to Christian success. Now, this is not an entrepreneur book. This is not anything like that. This literally contains everything I was telling you today and puts it in an actionable step-by-step walk through five areas of your life, your personal life, your professional life, your community, your passions, and your spiritual life. And it literally shows you who you are according to scripture and helps you uncover your divine gifts. Not only your spiritual gifts, like I'm exercising now, but also your professional gifts, which I'm exercising now, your passion gifts, which I'm exercising now, and on down the line through these five different areas. Uh, June says, I came on late. Oh, June, don't, don't worry. You can go watch it on YouTube this afternoon and listen to the podcast as well, and I'll post it on Facebook for you as well. Um, so anyway, but please check out the book, guys. I want to make this a number one bestseller because that's the only way I can keep doing this full time. You guys thanked me for my research earlier. We don't always have to agree, but I do put a lot of research into this. I put a lot of prayer into this, and I put a lot of my heart and soul into this. And I believe God is pouring through me on this. So thank you guys. Do you make videos on other Apocrypha books? I absolutely will, Taryn. Um, That is my plan. I've just been stuck on Enoch because we're only like that far through Enoch, and it's like that big. Uh, it's not actually that big, but you know we're only maybe ten percent of the way through the books of Enoch right now, and I kind of jump around and i've I've done some from Gospel of Thomas um, i there's so many books I want to do guys. this is going to be a whole lifelong journey um, and I hope that you guys are here for it so thank you for being here but um is this a safe place? This is always a safe place, uh, but just like any social media. Be careful what you post on social media. But yes, this community, uh, we are definitely trying to uh, help people here. Can you pray for me? Yes, I can pray for you. However, if it is something that uh, needs to be uh, shared with authorities, please, please call. Ask for help. Don't, um, you know, occasionally people come across here and need help that, um, that like, I can't help them with. I'm not a psychologist, and uh, if it's a sensitive situation... 
definitely find uh, an authority in your community, a police officer, somebody like that in your church. Uh, but yes, please drop it here. If it's something that can be publicly shared, we will pray for you. Absolutely. So thank you for your videos on the Apocrypha. We need it. You bet, Taryn. Absolutely. And um, uh, I can't even read your name on there, but whoever is seeking help, let's just pray for her now. Uh, dear Father, please help those in this community uh, and this person that's asking for help right now. Just ask that you would please pour your divine spirit over them. Help them find the people that can help them. We know that you work through your people. And we just pray that all of us right now would be activated with your divine help so that we can help those around us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. And so, yes, uh, Teasha, I think that's your name. I can't, it's like in squiggly words. So I have a hard time reading that. But uh, yes, if, if you can post it here, please post it here. Uh, if not, you can uh, message me or, like I said, please find your nearest uh, church and, and ask them for help. They should help. They should help. Um, because if it's something that's time sensitive or you're in danger, then you definitely need to seek uh, professional help with that. But I did pray for you and I will continue to pray for you. Uh, and if you just have a situation that you want the community to pray over, um, then even after this, you can post it on our Facebook page. You can post it in the uh, uh, YouTube, wherever you can find me at Cub Cooker, and the whole community will pray for you. You'll be amazed at the people that reach out to you through this little community. So, uh, we're 100,000 strong now. Thank you guys so much. I greatly appreciate it. Um, and as you guys are starting to activate and wake up even more, I am every day. Like I said, I started listening to my own audiobook, and my mind is blown on what God poured through that. So if you're feeling a little lost, just a little like, what's my purpose? What's like, I have all these things I'm good at, but I find I'm just going to work and coming home and there's not enough time. And I want to do something for God's kingdom, but I haven't quite. And I, in professional ministry is not for me, or I left the church. Or I, guys, this book was written for you. That's exactly what it was written for, because that's my story. That's my story. Anyway, I love you guys. Have a beautiful, beautiful afternoon. And uh, Teashi, uh, please uh, message me on here if you have something you want to share publicly. I'm happy to pray for you uh, more specifically over a situation. But always, guys, um, always, 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 there's resources. And in fact, I'm going to go ahead and start posting resources on every video I do because there's a lot of people hurting. They don't know where to turn. Sometimes there's situations that aren't safe for them. Um, we've had some in my hometown recently that did not end well. And uh, it is on my heart that I think we need to have better access to. There are certain hotlines that are free. Uh, there's authority figures in your area. Um, places like police departments that have certain divisions that are dedicated to helping people in certain situations so whatever your situation may be it may not be near that sensitive and that's fine uh you need prayer just the same just like we all do but take time to help people guys that need it that need it that need it this world needs it so bad and i love you guys and that's why i'm here i'm here to help and i hope i hope that this reached someone and that as i end this podcast that you consider continuing to follow and subscribe and interact with my videos and my content. We do faith, spirituality, and paranormal every single day. 
but specifically we look at all of those things in correlation to our divine gifts of brilliance, our God-given gifts of brilliance. That's exactly what we're about here because I can't help the world if I can't convince you of your own spiritual power. And that's what Christ came to do for all of his people. I love you guys. Have a beautiful day. We are praying for you, person. Teasha, I hope I'm saying that right. We are praying for you. Be well. Be blessed. I love you guys. Peace.